We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mic check. Here we go. Okay, ladies and gents, boys and girls, happy Monday, January the 2nd. 2023. Happy New Year to you all. Appreciate you all tuning in. We have got a lot to get into here on this Monday. Again, the first Monday of the 2023 calendar year. I see Brendan, Stephanie Lee, Hunter Kelly, John Edward, Panic Ritter, Rick Foreman, Babes and Waves, Stephen Borwell Jr. Uh, What's going on? Todd Smith. Appreciate you all tuning in. Justin Langford. What's up? Also, those in the Big Cock Club Discord, have the TDC Questions channel. The TDC Questions channel, be sure your questions are answered there. Again, we are rocking. We are rolling here on this Monday, the first Monday of the 2023 calendar. You're really excited to chat with each and every single one of you. Hope you all had a fantastic New Year's celebrating, bringing in the New Year. I know many of you were off today because, as I found out this morning, Today is actually a corporate holiday, right? Today's a corporate holiday. So if you do have the day off, I hope you're enjoying it. And again, really excited to chat with each and every single one of you. Our first conversation feels like forever, right? <clears throat> and I do apologize to you all for the late notice last week in regards to Thursday. The plan was to have TDC on Thursday in Jacksonville. Just decided, you know what? YOLO, life is short. Let's enjoy Jacksonville. I was like, I don't know when I'm going to be back for Jacks. I don't know when in the world. We might be back for the Gator Bowls. I got to enjoy uh, downtown Jacksonville, Jacksonville Beach a little bit on Thursday. Hung out with some great Gamecocks at the pep rally as well. And I had a really good time. So, again, I appreciate you guys understanding our first combo, though, in almost a week. It's absolutely crazy. But it feels good to chat with each and every single one of you. And that being said, let's go ahead and take our first call on TDC of 2023. Here we go. Awesome. Justin. Justin, what's up, man? How are you? Good, good. Happy New Year, Chris. Happy New Year to you, my friend. I appreciate you, and it was great to see you at the tailgate, my guy. What's going on? You too, Chris. Hey, Chris. Um, hey, Chris. Uh, I had a good time yesterday, man. It's good to see you selling. Um, hey, Chris. I, I hear you. I did not win, but it was a good game, you know? Yeah, it was a great game, man. I mean, I thought objectively, again, it was a great college football game, and it's unfortunate that South Carolina had to lose, but um, – you know, all in all, a great game. I had a great time, and, you know, I think it was unfortunate. Obviously, you jumped out of that big lead, and you just weren't able to hold on to it. But, no, again, man, all in all, great game. And, you know, unfortunately, the Gamecocks ran out of gas there in the second half. But uh, had a fantastic time, man. Hope you did as well. 
Yeah, and Chris, and the good news is, hey, at least all, at least we went to, uh, and Chris, I went to the beach. It, it was fun, you know. Yeah, it was a good time. It was a really good time. Yeah, Jacksonville Beach was cool. Like I said, the the, the pep rally. I thought USC did a really good job in regards to the the festivities around Jacksonville, and yeah, it was awesome, man. We had perfect weather on game day as well, and and again, man, it was great to see you. Oh, you too, Chris. Hey, Chris, uh, one thing about Shabira, he he was at the referee very hard. He was he he was at man, you know. <clears throat> yeah, he was not happy with the referees. And again, I, I've talked about this before, and uh, it, it's not coming down on Coach Beamer necessarily. But I'm just excited to watch his progression and evolution as a head coach. You know, I think he will. I think he will as he evolves, learn to control his emotions a little bit, whether that be on the field, whether that be in pressers, whether that be whatever the situation might call for. Uh, I, I think we'll see Shane Beamer mature a little bit. I think we'll see him evolve and, um, you know, control what you can control. And unfortunately, you can't control the the poor officiating that you're inevitably going to get in college games. So, uh, anyways, though, I mean, he had every reason, I thought, every right to lose is cool. And, uh, you know, I know he took accountability accountability for it in the post game. But, yeah, those referees were – those referees were tough. Yeah. It was it was tough, especially the end of the game. Uh but, yeah, I mean, it is what it is, man. They're not the reason you lost, so I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, and, Chris, the thing about these referees, man, they, listen, Chris, I, look, I've seen enough of these guys. Look, Chris, it, it, this needs to stop. You know, it's getting ridiculous. Yeah, no, for sure. But, again, they're not the reason you lost. Um, you know, a lot of, lot of chances to win the football game, and you just couldn't capitalize on it. So, I mean, again, it is what it is, and, and we'll talk about that more, of course, today. But uh, a great football game, and, and, again, it was just unfortunate we came out on the wrong side of it. Yeah, I know. Hey, Chris, uh, at least I watched George TCU, man. I mean, Georgia, um, Ohio State, man. I feel bad for Ohio State. They they could have this try something different, but no, we lost. Yeah, yeah. I got to be honest with you, man. I didn't watch a single snap of that Georgia Ohio State game. I, I was uh, enjoying my New Year's Eve and and uh, did not even cut the TV on. So <laughs> I'll be honest. I I didn't watch a second yeah. of it, but. Uh, yeah, Georgia, what a win for them. And, and uh, you know, we'll see. I mean, they're 13-and-a-half-point favorites in the national championship. So, I, I think, obviously, they are the favorite in the ball game, And I, I think most likely Georgia will be – will repeat as national champions. So, Justin, I appreciate the call, my guy. Hey, you're the first caller of 2023, my friend. So, I appreciate you. Um, I appreciate you starting us off on a high note. Uh, thanks, man. I was the first one this year, you know. First, first caller of the year, my friend. First call of the year. Oh, wow. Well, Chris, take care, bud. Go Gamecocks. We'll yes, sir. see you hopefully next season. Yeah, you absolutely will, Justin. I appreciate the call, my friend. Great stuff as always. Uh, 843-790-3377, guys. Real quick, of course, TDC brought to you by our friends as always over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. When you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive 100% deposit match up to 100% dollars again you can play everything college sports pro sports anything and everything in between that's our friends over at price picks again pricepicks.com or go download the app use that promo code tsus 100 deposit match up to 100 dollars. let's jump back into the phone lines real quick hunter what's up man how are you i'm good man happy new year happy new year to you as well what's going on uh yeah so um so what you thinking on uh, Spencer Rattler and Juice Wells? You think they're they might be coming back next or this year? Well, I think Juice Wells is going to do whatever Spencer Rattler does. So you know, the, the real yeah, question yeah, really is what what will Spencer Rattler do? And I'll be honest with you, man, I don't know. 
I don't know. I, mean, yeah. I think, yeah, I, think no, every, I, mean, I think everybody at this point definitely. would just be guessing. I think everybody at this point would just be guessing. Um, I, um, yeah, I, I just nobody knows. Nobody knows. Yeah, I mean, it, it low key kind of be uh, stupid for them. I mean, for him to uh, you know go into the draft, obviously, because I mean he wouldn't be getting paid more than what the NIL is paying him, mm. and he would he would probably at at best probably be like fifth, sixth, or seventh pick round, and who knows? I mean, it, it'd just be stupid of him to you know go to the draft. So I mean, why not stay for one more year and be the starter for the whole for a whole another year? And what he get paid more, and probably get another you know better draft pick from this year. So, I mean, why not, right? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of reasons that point to why it would make sense for him to come back. Um, I, you know, I won't say yeah. he'll be making a stupid decision if he goes to the league. I, I'm not, I'm not willing to say that because I think he and his team yeah. know a lot more about what's going on behind closed doors and and how he projects to the next level than we do, but. Yeah, I mean, listen, there, there's a lot of reasons that point to why, you know, why we think from our vantage point it, was, it would be smart for him to come back. And, you know, all we can do is wait and see. So, I, uh, yeah, I'll be really, yeah. you know, really intrigued. I, you know, I, we, we, we've, been, we've been running the polls, and I've seen some, seen some people drop some, you know, way too early predictions for 2023. And I will do that, but I'm, I'm going to wait until these guys announce because I think for anybody to sit there and say that their return doesn't affect uh, – projections for the 2023 season i think it's just foolish i think it absolutely affects how we view 2023 so um we'll see i you yeah, know, i would expect something to come out over the next week or so you know obviously the sooner the better but uh rattler's gonna sit down and talk to the people I, I don't think the notre dame game i don't think it really affects his decision at all um yeah i don't think it really affects the decision at all so um yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, it's, it's a huge decision, and, you know, I, I know we've got capable bodies in the quarterback room. I'm not saying that, but, you know, if you can bring him back, it's going to be a huge, huge boost to, uh, you know, to your football team. So, we'll see. Yeah, and definitely and definitely shout out to DK. I mean, I, I definitely did not think that he would stay for another year. I thought he was going to go into the draft, and, and that was it. But, yeah, I mean, him staying for another year, he's definitely a game cock for sure. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Now, I expect us to talk a lot about the Dak Joiner today, and uh, for sure, man, I agree with you 110%. Hunter, I appreciate the call, my guy. Always a pleasure to hear from you. Yeah, no problem, man. Yeah, man, take yeah. care. Great stuff from Hunter. Uh, and on that note, of course, the carry-on Joiner announcing his return, I, I, I tell you what, too, in a <clears throat> in a world in which we, you know, we go out of our way to talk about and to highlight when guys leave and guys hit the transfer portal. And, of course, I support the portal. I support NIL. I support guys bettering their own situations. I do think we need to take a moment today to recognize a guy like on Joyner, the level of loyalty and commitment and obvious admiration he has for the University of South Carolina to return for his sixth and final season. I think it's something we definitely need to stop and to applaud the carry-on joiner, because it's something you just don't see much of in college football anymore. Let's jump back to the phone lines here. John. John, what's going on, my guy? How are you? Happy New Year. Bro, Happy New Year. How was uh, how was Jacksonville for you? It was fun, man. Had a really good time. And obviously, the, the game did not go the way we all hoped. But, um, you know, being down there for a few days, and now nah, we had a blast, man. I, I thought Jacksonville was a great host, and um, – yeah, Florida Bowl game, man. It was like 78 degrees uh, for game day. So, can't beat it. 
Dude, December 30th, shorts and shorts and short sleeves, man, you really can't, you can't beat it. <laughs> you can't. And, dude, there were so, uh, many, just, so many great Gamecocks down there, too, man. Gamecock Nation absolutely showed up and showed out. It was it was basically a South Carolina home game, so it was a lot of fun. Dude, I don't know how bowl games in the future won't want us. I mean, I was just standing there looking around and, and just looking all the way to the corners. It, I mean, it was packed out. I mean, I've been to bowl games, you know, the ones in Charlotte, nobody's there. Um, also, a little bit of different team back then, but it's just crazy to see the support that showed up and packed out Interstate 95 on uh, on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, it, it, 95 was a mess all week long. So, it was uh, – no, nah, it was a great time, man. Like I said, tons of great Gamecocks. And, uh, I mean, looking forward to many, many other bowl games, many more bowl games in the future, if you will, bigger and better as well. So, that's right. Uh, I got one thing. Um, so, you know, we're driving down, I guess it was Thursday or whatever, last week's all kind of running together, but we're driving down and, and we get a little hungry. So we're looking for places to stop and eat on the side of the highway. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the only place we could find nearby is, is a Zaxby's. And, uh, we, 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 the Zaxby's just north of Jacksonville, Robbie Davis. If you're listening, you need to apply to be the manager there because that place was an absolute crap show. <laughs> and, uh, I, I put in a plug at the window. I said, y'all need to get Robbie Davis down here to fix this because he's in the Hall of Fame. And that's, I think that's your only hope right now. So, Robbie, if you're listening, go down to Jacksonville, find the Zaxby's and go in there and apply. Love that. Yeah, the the world could use more of Robbie Davis. I would agree. That's right. All right. Well, unfortunately, I'm working today, so I'm gonna get back to it. But uh, hey, one of these days, I'm gonna have to meet this TSUS. Indeed, ma'am. Indeed, you will have to for sure. It was a, uh, yeah, it, it was a great time with her at the game, and like I said, in Jacksonville as well. So we'll we'll make that happen. We'll, we'll have to plan a Charlotte trip or something. So. All right, bro. I'll talk to you later. All right, John. I'll hit you up, man. Later. Great stuff from our friend John Rice. And, uh, I mean, again, Jacksonville was absolutely incredible. We had a blast. Uh, everybody we ran into at the pep rally, of course, the tailgate was nuts. I mean, and I, and I want to start there also and say that and say thank you all so much. Got to meet Frank. Frank, you, Frank thank you so much for the T-shirt. I got it sitting right over here. Um, incredible stuff, man. And just the, the love that we felt at the tailgate, you know, it was – I mean, I, I felt love all throughout the season at the TSUS tailgate at Seawells, but I tell you, man, that 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 tailgate in Lot J outside outside of the stadium in Jacksonville was, I mean, it was incredible. I mean, it was absolutely incredible. So again, I want to say thank y'all so much, man. It was uh, certainly we felt the love, and uh, yeah, I mean, it just. It, it 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 blew the rest of the season out of the water in, in regards to, I mean, it, I, I sold out of the merchandise I had in like 45 minutes. It was gone. I, I did not have enough. Um, I did not have enough uh, uh, towels and koozies and everything else to go around because they were getting bought up so quickly. So uh, I truly do appreciate you guys. Uh, Miss Luquire, what's going on? Yeah, it was great to see you at Sneakers as well. Again, great time. Great Gamecocks all throughout. You know, I, I think one of the reasons it was so awesome is because to go to a bowl game, and I'm not saying that a bunch of casual fans go to games, home games at William Price, right? But a lot of different types of people go. Like, to go to a bowl game, you got to be a diehard. Like, if you're hitting the road to Jacksonville to go to a bowl game, you're a diehard. And it's the diehards who I feel like really rock with our content and rock with TSUS, 
rock with everything we do. So, um, you know, I, I, I think that's one of the biggest reasons ran into so many familiar faces. And again, ran into so many people that, uh, that showed love and showed support. And I mean, it was just, I, it was overwhelming. I can't even really put it into words. So thank you all so much. Thank you so much for the love that we felt all throughout the 2022 season. Um, you know, it's crazy. Just looking back, football is over. And what, what a season it was. You know, that, that's kind of where my attention really turned after the game was, you know, the immediate, damn, we lost. This sucks to, wow, the season's over. 246 or 240 or so days. Yeah, crazy. Phil, Phil Harris with the Super Chat. Yes, Phil, the cutout is still in the studio, my guy. The cutout is still in here. You know, Phil, I, I'd put you in the background, Phil, but I got to be honest, it, it's 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 a creeping, Phil. You know it is. It's a creeping, Phil. Um, it's a creeping, Phil. And so I just, I just, you know, it might, might scare some folks a little bit if we got you creeping in the background, my guy. Uh, Victoria Lynn says, there are plenty of diehards that cannot make it to bowl game for whatever reason. No, I, listen, Victoria, I'm not saying that if you didn't go to the bowl game, you're not a diehard. But I'm just saying, if you do go to the bowl game, you are a diehard, right? That, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I understand there's people that, um, you know, that I understand that people, some people can't go or don't want to go. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not challenging anyone's fandom. I'm just simply making the point that, you know, I, 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 I the Gamecocks that were at the bowl game, they knew of TSUS. I saw a lot of the merchandise all around. And again, we just felt the love. So again, I wasn't trying to call anybody out. Wasn't challenging your fandom in any way, but was just making that point. Um, let's see. Again, let's get back into your questions. Breaking. Happy New Year to you as well. Happy New Year to you all. You know, I hope you guys all enjoyed um, or had a fantastic New Year. Hope you guys were safe, of course. Bringing that in. Been watching all the football, watching the bowl games. Uh, our good friend Brennan M. Uh, making the note in the TDC questions channel. January 16th is the deadline to declare for players in regards to the NFL draft, whether they're going to go to the draft or come back. So Spencer Rattler and Juice Wells have two weeks. They have two weeks from today. Um, they've got the next two weeks to figure out what they want to do. Uh, Again, guys, I, I don't really have a feel in regards to is he leaning one way or another. I, I really don't think anybody knows. I, I don't think anybody knows. So, obviously, it'll be huge. It'd be huge to, to get both those guys back, and I think certainly it does impact the outlook of the 2023 season. Victoria Lynn, I appreciate you. Um, Phil, the Winter Classic at Fenway is on at 2 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, again, apparently today is a holiday. So I guess a lot of folks are chilling at home. They're off watching football. I think Mississippi State is playing right now, honoring the Pirate RIP Mike Leach. Really, really cool what they're doing in regards to honoring him. Yeah, I don't know who's playing in the Winter Classic today. I don't, I don't know. <clears throat> Let's see. Panic Raiders is at least Clemson lost. Indeed. Lynn Turner says, Dak Joyner sets the standard for loyalty and team culture. And yeah, Lynn, absolutely. I mean, like I said, um, you know, like I said earlier, in, in a world where we always, of course, we, we make note of when guys hit the portal or, or pursue an IL, and that's all great. It definitely should be highlighted uh, to carry on Joyner's loyalty and commitment to USC. Let's jump back to the phone lines here. Robbie Davis, Zaxby's Hall of Famer. To accept. Robbie, what's going on, my friend? How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? I am doing fantastic, my friend. Appreciate you asking. Happy New Year to you. What's up? Same to you. Um, I I think for the players that we had, 
we played a darn good football game. It's just at the end of the day, we didn't we didn't uh, come out on the winning on the winning side of it. But you know, like 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 I've said before, you 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 have to. There's always two teams that are playing, and someone's got to win and someone's got to lose. And Friday was not a positive outcome, but I am very proud of how they fought and clawed their way back into it. Because when Notre Dame got up by 14, I got a little scared. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I, I thought it was a great game. I, I thought it was a great game and some some big time plays. You know, the the hundred yard pick six, the uh, the play from Rattler to you know Xavier Leggett that I think you know I think was the catch of the year for South Carolina. One of the best catches you'll probably see in college football. Um, you know, again, I, I think the disappointing thing in the game was that you got up so big on them early and you could not hold on. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I think what was it like twenty-one to seven or something like that after the first quarter, and I, I'm thinking to myself, we're we're gonna yeah. we're gonna we're gonna run Notre Dame out of the building, and uh, so you know to 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 give up the type of yardage you did, you know the the defense was, uh, you know it was it was pretty bad, it was pretty bad, and uh, I I think the opt outs most yeah. certainly hurt, but they had opt outs too, and and uh, you just you know I, yeah. I think Notre Dame showed they got a little bit more depth than South Carolina right now, which is fine. Um, you know, Notre, Dame's, right now, Notre, yes, Notre Dame's Notre Dame's a good team, so it's it's not like we played some scrub. So, um, yeah, I mean, a great football game, and you know, again, it's just unfortunate the Gamecocks lost. But I, I I will say this, and I was talking about this this morning in our in our Big Cock Club Discord. But um, you know, I, I bowl games do matter. I, I want to make that very clear. Bowl games matter. Winning and losing matters. Yeah. I, I think this this notion that to insinuate there is a moment in which the jersey is put on or the logo is represented and that the result of the of the contest in which you're participating in does not matter is just flat out foolish. I don't agree with it. But I, I will say this in that the sting of defeat is lessened in a bowl game when guys are sitting out and opting out. And I'm not blaming anyone for it, but the sting of defeat, right? it just does not resonate the way it does in the regular season when you're losing, when, when you're losing to an SEC opponent or, or to a rival of any kind or just losing any game. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a weird feeling. Mm-hmm. I don't really even know how to, how to explain it. I'm not sure if it really makes sense, but it's like winning a bowl game is, is incredible, right? Because you win your last game of the season, you go into the spring ball, you go into workouts, you go into fall camp, you go into SEC media days, and you got all this hype and excitement, and you're, you know, you're riding this wave of momentum. But I guess yeah. on the flip side, and to spin it into a positive for South Carolina, I, I don't think the loss to Notre Dame, you know, kills any of the momentum you had after Tennessee and Clemson. Sucks. I, I really don't. I, I don't feel like it does. And again, I just, oh, I just feel I like the, I feel like the, the sting of defeat, as I mentioned earlier, is just lessened. It's lessened because of, you know, you do realize now looking back, and even in the moment I was sitting here thinking this is a fun game, but this is a – it's an exhibition. That, that, that's what it feels like. It's an exhibition. Now, again, winning matters. Winning and losing right. matters. But it, it also, <laughs> yeah. at the same time, it's an exhibition. So, I, I don't know. That's kind of yeah. where I sit on it. You know, I'm not someone that, you know, I needed a therapy Monday today. Like, honestly, I'm, I'm not that upset. You know, I, I think it was a great game. We unfortunately yeah. lost. Um, you know, I mm-hmm. think I'd be much more pressed right. if we played this upcoming weekend and we needed to make adjustments and make change, but but we don't. You know, the season's over. Season's over. So, 
you yeah. know, while it sucks to lose, I, I think that we're going to improve drastically on the defensive side and recruiting the transfer portal offensively as well. We got issues we're going to address. So uh, I think that, that the future is still very bright. It sucked to lose. And the, uh, the Notre Dame loss, though, does not change yeah. that. There was some Notre Dame – speaking of Notre Dame, okay, this is, this is a funny story. You're going you're to get a crack out of this. You're going you're gonna to get a laugh out of this, okay? So I, me and my brother and this other guy that goes to my brother's church, I, went, I didn't find out until the day before the game that I was going, right? Mm-hmm. So we go to the game. We get there. There's some Notre Dame fans sitting in front of us. And anytime we did the Gamecocks chant, he was saying under his breath, little cocks. And I looked at my brother, and I was like, "This dude's pissing me off. Like, if, like, if I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to jail for beating the crap out of a Notre Dame fan if this guy don't shut up." <laughs> but, and he kept doing that, right? And he, and he, at one point, he was saying, "Like, we're beating y'all with our like JV team." And then my brother finally was like, "All right, I'm gonna shut this dude up and put him in his place." So he explained to him that we didn't have our possibly our best defensive lineman, and our two best corners didn't even play. And I told, I told him, I told Shannon, I told my brother, I was like, I'm convinced that if we had those guys playing, we probably would have beaten Notre Dame's ass. Well, the problem with that statement is that we didn't, Robbie. <laughs> I mean, I know I, we didn't. I, I hear, I, I hear you on, the, I hear you on the hypotheticals, but you know they had opt outs too. So it's, you know, who's to say if they yeah. if they had Michael Mayer and their starting quarterback, they would have whooped our ass. You know what I mean? So. Um, yeah, no, I, I hear you. I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying, but you know, I'm, I'm, we lost the game. I'm, I'm not going to sit here this week and play the yeah, hypotheticals of who opted out. And Hey, you know what guys opted out? We had, I will say we had time to make adjustments and, and, and get other guys ready. And, uh, we, we didn't have right. enough. We didn't have enough on the defensive side to, to, to get it done. Yeah. And it, the loss was easier for me to stomach because Clemson got their brains beat in. So I was, so our loss was easier for me to stomach. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was but, nice um, to see. That 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 was nice to see. It was, <laughs> it was. Thank goodness. But you know, yeah. And and I, I I really do believe, even though we had a tiny little, you know, I guess you could call it a little setback with losing the bowl game, right? That does not change the the trajectory of this program. I truly believe that we are on the up and up, and we're going to and Beamer Beamer and this coaching staff are going to show like we're 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 building something special here, and y'all don't and and those of you that are on the outside looking in don't understand what we got what we're building here. The only ones that understand it are the people that are in the building, and that's all that matters. Yeah, I mean, again, I I don't think the loss takes away <clears> – I don't think the loss takes away from, yeah, what you're building at all. I, I would agree with you 110%. I think that still um, sky's the limit. And, you know, again, now we just wait and see what Rattler and Wells are going to do and – um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I don't think the loss takes away at all. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a bowl game. It's an individual game. It is what it is, and, and yeah, just keep it moving. So, And last thing, and then I'm going to get out of here. If that Zaxby's in Jacksonville needs a manager, I'm, 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 a, I'm a free agent right now. Okay. Okay, we'll let him know. 
Yeah, sounds like they <laughs> sounds like uh, sounds like they need some help. So, but if you want to go to the best Zaxby's in South Carolina, you take a trip to Roba. Will do, my guy. I should have I should have stopped on the way down to uh, on the way down to Jacksonville <laughs> as I was passing through. I, I actually did kind of pass through Roebuck, so. Or went well, by, if you went saw by a Zaxby's, Roebuck, that was it. Because well, there's only I, one in Roebuck. I can't say I saw a Zaxby's, my guy, but I did pass a sign that said Roebuck. So. <clears throat> <laughs> but uh, and I, I I really do think that um. Like, we, like, here's the thing, right? Yeah, we lost, we, right? we lost the full game, right? But we did a lot of things this year in the regular season that a lot of Gamecocks, including myself, did not think was going to happen. Okay? We beat A&M. We beat Tennessee and Clemsucks to end the season. And we overachieved once again when all of the uh, when all those other people were picking us to go 6 and 6 again we over we overachieved yeah i mean i i don't even know how anybody could debate that it wasn't a great year i i mean i don't i think it was a great year yeah i mean absolutely we achieved a lot i mean it wasn't a perfect year by any means but nobody expected it to be no. so when the dust settled i, I you know no. I, I would say that there wasn't a Gamecock out there who would not have taken playing in the Gator Bowl against Notre Dame with an eight and four record. No, no, nobody would have would have would have turned that down. Nobody. So, you know, absolutely. I, I, you know, no. and, and the people that and the people that would have the people that would have and God bless them the ten and two folks. Those people pick ten and two every year. They do. That they, they they pick that every single year. So, whatever it is, what it is. I mean, it's. I, I, I'm not sure how much I can and, really help you if you can't realize that eight and four, eight and five with the bowl loss, but an eight win season in year two right. was a great year. It was a great year. It was. Absolutely. And don't get me wrong. Do I think at some point we can get to where we're winning ten and eleven games a year? I think. I think Beamer can do it. I truly do. But like I have said, and I'll say it till I'm blue in the face like a Smurf, it takes time to build a consistent winner to try to win 10, 11, 10 and 11 games a year. Being a, being a coach in any sport is not easy. It's, it's not. It's not. I mean, if it was easy, everybody would be a coach somewhere. That's it. And to me, it takes a special person to be a to be a coach in a sport. Because if you screw up, a lot of people see it. Not just your fan base, but other fan bases see it too. And I, and I told my brother as he was walking out the stadium, I was like, he's, I, I'm convinced. He's, like I've said also, like he's building something special, right? Mm-hmm. Now he's just got to figure out a way to talk guys into, into coming back, right? And be like, look, I'm building something special here. 
and I really want you to be a part of it. But if you decide to go pro, God bless you. And I hope you have a great NFL career if that happens for you. And with the way we've been and the way we've, the way we've been recruiting for the last month, I'm telling you, man, he's building something special at South Carolina. I agree. I agree 110 percent, man. Yep. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Again, we're gonna wait and see what Rattler Wells do, but I, I think this, you know, this 2023 season, the countdown's already on. Robbie, appreciate you calling in, my guy. Always a pleasure to chat with you. Absolutely, man. You have a safe rest of your day and a happy new year to uh, you and your family. Yeah, man. Happy new year to you and yours as well, my guy. I appreciate you. You're welcome. Thank you, buddy. Have a good one. Yes, sir. Take care. Appreciate it. Robbie Davis, the first Robbie Davis call of 2023. Let's see. Uh, Greg Bedinger says, I like Robbie, but Zaxby's are poorly run on this side of the state. Greg, what, uh, what side of the state are you referring to, my guy? Uh, Luke RJ says, Robbie Davis spitting facts about Shane Beamer. Yeah, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm confident about uh, I'm confident about Shane Beamer, of course. I've mentioned that many times. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I would say this. I see Hunter Kelly say, say uh, I say 11-1 and one for the 2023 season. I just say this, guys. How, how can you make a projection or a prediction before we know what Spencer Rattler and Juice Wells are going to do? Like, you, you need to be – you need to know what they're going to do. I, I I can't make a prediction or a projection because I I do think it makes a difference. I think it's a two to three win difference, with or without them. I, I do. I think it's a two to three win difference. You know, I think if I think if Spencer Rattler does depart for the NFL draft, which inevitably would mean most likely Juice Wells. I mean, Juice Wells. Juice Wells may do his own thing, but he has said multiple times he is literally waiting on Spencer Rattler to see what he does before he makes a decision. So I, I, I think if, and I, again, we'll, we'll wait, we'll cross this bridge when we get to it, but if Spencer Rattler, whether he decides to come back or not, is, is inevitably going to change the outlook and the expectations for 2023. Um, I see Phil's comments pump the brakes on the 11-1 and one stuff. I, I'll tell you this, Phil. You know that I'm realistic. I know you're very realistic. I mean, I would say in year three, another eight-plus win season would be a great year. I, I, I do. I think it'd be a great year. Um, and again, we'll, we'll just we'll we'll get into the way too early predictions once those guys make their intentions known. But I think eight-plus wins year three. I think you continue to build the program. You're building and recruiting. You're going to continue to recruit at a high level. I think absolutely that'd be a great year. So, anyways, we we we'll, we'll, we got plenty of time to. We got plenty of time to discuss that. David Barnes says, if Rattler leaves, who is QB1 next year? That's a great question. I've already seen some people comment and say that Dak Joyner should be QB1. Listen, I'd say this, and it's a cop-out answer, because I've gotten this question already. It's a cop-out answer when I say, whoever wins the job. (laughs) Because I don't don't have a preference. I, I just want the best available player to play, right? And I'm surprised we haven't gotten more Dak Joyner questions or DeCarion Joyner banter because I posed this poll this morning, but what's interesting is, of course, in, in case you live under a rock, you already know at this point, DeCarion Joyner has announced 
he will be returning to Columbia for his sixth and final season. So he will be back on the Gamecocks roster. My question, and it's so funny, it's ironic. You know, I've got this Time Hop app in which I'm able to look at content from a year ago on this date, two years ago, three years ago, et cetera. And literally, the irony of a year ago to the date, I was on the show talking about on Joyner and how he should be utilized in the 2022 season. What's funny is I have the exact same question going to 2023. Okay, Dak's back. Great. Awesome. I love to hear it, right? Again, I mentioned earlier in a world we celebrate celebrate transfer portal and NIL, we should celebrate to carry on Joyner. We should celebrate a guy who has the commitment level and the dedication to his school like Dak does. Now the question turns to, though, how are they going to make his sixth year and his final year his best year? How will Dowell Loggins, Shane Beamer, Justin Stepp, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, utilize his skill set? Because I've said it over and over. I said it in that clip a year ago to the date. The Carryon Joyner, you may not think he's a quarterback. You may not think he's a wide receiver. You may not think he's a running back. But he's got a skill set because every time he touches the football, good things happen. Every single time. So, should they use him primarily at wide receiver? Should they throw him back in the quarterback room and let him battle to be QB1? Should he transition to running back? Should he go to a different position? Should he do all three? Should he be a wildcat player? Like, how do you utilize him? Because every single time, every single time he touches the football, good things happen. Every single time. So I'm excited to see what they do. And again, we're all pulling for to carry on Joyner when you have a guy, again, that's so committed and so loyal to the school and you only want to see good things happen for him and, uh, you know, I tip my cap to him, I cheers to him, and I hope that the 2023 season, his final season, is his best season in Garnet and Black. Uh, Austin Greer, you're late to the party. My guy already knew that. Rocket Sanders, it is rumored he's going to transfer to Carolina. My guy, I knew that at the tailgate for, for the Gator Bowl. My guy, you tell your sources to speed up. Um, anyways, 843-790-3377. That is 843-790-3377. And, of course, Austin Greer, I'm just giving you shit, my guy. I'm just giving Austin Greer shit. The TDC insider, Austin Greer. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of rumor, guy and spe- rumor guys and speculation. Heard this at the tailgate before the Gator Bowl that Rocket Sanders from Arkansas, it is rumored that he will be transferring to South Carolina. Again, fully just a rumor. It's just a rumor right now. We shall see what happens, but uh, yeah. Yeah, would be, uh, would be a huge pickup. Be a huge, huge. And it'll make a lot of sense, right? Loggins coming from Arkansas to Columbia would make a ton of sense. So, John Edwards says, wait, what, Chris? Rocket Sanders running back? For-? Yes, that's literally what I just said, John Edwards. That uh, it's rumored, it's rumored that he will be transferring from Arkansas to South Carolina. Again, that's just a rumor. I'm not telling you 110% it's happening, but I've heard it from multiple people that that will happen. So, uh, I even t- I remember I was talking to Brian Lattimore at shout out Brian Lattimore in the Big Cock Club. I was talking. I said post this in the BCC Discord, and I don't know that he did. So if he didn't, shame on him. And that's why you folks in the Big Cock Club Discord haven't heard this yet. So this is per sources. Per sources season continues to roll on. That uh, apparently Rocket Sanders there was a chance he will be coming to South Carolina. So, again, don't shoot the messenger. I'm just telling you what I've heard at this point. And it's so funny, too. I've seen people, or I've just heard of people on social media talking about, 
you know, Chris thinks he's the he's the number one insider. He's the I'm like, I literally make light of the whole insider thing, the purse sources thing. But you know, the kind of slap dick community, they're gonna slap dick and it is what it is. So, anyways, you know what I am? Number one insider over here. Number one insider. I'm telling you, Rocket Sanders comes to South Carolina. So <laughs> gonna make us forget about Marshawn Lloyd really, really quick. Um, let's see, getting back in your questions. Phil says, DK. Is everything right about college football? Bell and Lloyd, he put Lynch, but I think he meant Lloyd, are examples of what is wrong with college football. I I will tell you this, Phil, as we sit here. It it really is still baffling to think that Marshawn Lloyd just up and left. It is weird. It it is weird because, you know, just to give up being, to give up being RB1 at an SEC school. I mean, you had it all there laid out for you. I don't know what he's chasing. I hope he finds it. I really feel for him if he got some bad advice and it didn't play out the way he had hoped. I I, I really feel for him. I really do because I don't see a path for him to return to Columbia. I'll just put it that way. Uh, Buck Thomas says, the ceiling with Joyner is way more exciting than with Doty. Okay. Jay Smith, happy new year to you as well, my friend. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Um, Rocket Sanders is a fantastic uh, it's a fantastic name also. Austin Greer, dropping all dropping all the insider info. Also guessing you heard that Rattler and Wells are going to stay. I have heard such things, Austin. I've heard they're going to leave. Austin. It's, I've heard multiple things. So, no, Austin, you know, of course, I was just giving you shit, my guy. The TDC insider, Austin Greer, love it. No, Austin, I'll tell you this, Austin. I Hey, hell of an insider. My guy, Austin, has a... Uh, he, he don't miss. Austin don't miss. Austin Greer don't miss. So, um, Buck Thomas Sanders is a big physical bat that can bring a new dimension to the offense. Yeah, it'd be a huge pickup. Huge, huge pickup. Peyton Smith, realistically, if Rattler and Wells leave, how much of an impact could that potentially have on 2023? Peyton, I think it would be foolish and naive to think it did not or it would not have an impact. Yeah. I think it'd be foolish to think that it wouldn't have some sort of an impact. Yeah. No doubt. Um, so again, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. We'll wait and see what they decide. But I, I think absolutely that, uh, I think absolutely that will make a difference on how we view the 2023 season. No, no question. Travis Allen, great to see you in Jacksonville as well, my friend. Appreciate you. Again, it was absolutely incredible, man. I appreciate everybody that came up and showed love. <clears throat> everybody that showed love at the tailgate had an absolute blast hanging out with you guys. So. Uh, David says, who are you most excited about from the current recruiting class? That comes from the TDC Questions channel, the Big Cock Club Discord. Most excited about in recruiting? Um, I'm excited about all the defensive linemen, the edge guys. Desmond Yu, really pumped for him. Um, really the line of scrimmage guys on both sides. I'm really excited to see them. Here we go. Let's jump to the phone lines. Frank. Frank, what's going on, my man? Great to meet you, by the way, in Jacksonville, and hope you had a happy new year. What's up? Same to you. Happy New Year, my friend. Uh, right as uh, I'm getting the words out of my head about how we need a one yard Russia, you happen to mention Rocket Sanders. So, uh, you know, for your lips to God's ears, so find out yeah. what happens there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Great time down. Uh, I tell you what, the fans showed up. The fans did what they were supposed to do. So, mm-hmm. a little disappointing in the performance, but it was a great time in Jacksonville. Yeah, that was a great game. Like you mentioned, man, Gamecock Nation. I mean, just – 
that that was a South kind of home game for sure. So it was it was an absolute blast watching it with everybody. And yeah, wasn't the result we wanted, but uh, no, nah, I mean I, I I had a great time. Yeah, that's I was just thinking too. I was watching some of these elite programs, like you know you play for Nick Saban and Kirby Smart. Like one of his famous sayings is, "If you want to improve your football stock, you have to play football." You know, and I, I think that's a sign of an elite player. And, and you know, I, you know me, I'm, I'm not against the NIL or against the portal, uh, but just, you know, we're going to get have to get some of these guys to commit to play for the school. Like, that's why I think Joyner is just – he should be a example of what, what should be done in the future. You know, I'm hoping Spencer stays. I have a feeling he will. But, you know, this whole opting out thing is just crushing programs, uh, you know, especially at all level where we're like, above middle of the road, trying to scrape our way to 10 wins. You know, next thing you know, we, we got one tight end, Nate, mm-hmm. who uh, makes – I thought it was going to be his day of days and then uh, four spectacular plays and then he gets hurt. So, yeah. that was kind of – Yeah, that was, that was unfortunate, especially with how thin we were at, uh, <laughs> at tight end. So, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's, you know, transfer portal, NIL, it's all the – it's all the, you know, the realities of college football. We just got to deal with it and – uh, you know, we took our best available and they took their best available. And unfortunately their best was better than our best. So it is what it is. Again, I, yeah. I don't, I don't think it, 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 you know, I don't think it takes anything away from the, the momentum that South kind of football has. And, um, you know, again, I, I look back on, it was a great game. It was a great game. So, um, you know, if we'd have lost 45 <laughs> to seven, it'd have been one thing, but no, nah, I'm, I'm, I feel fine here on this Monday and just excited to see now who else we pick up through the portal through recruiting and, the uh, the countdown yeah. to 2023 has begun. Right. I mean, look, we're playing a great brand, Notre Dame. We're, we're driving to the end of the game to maybe try to win it. So it's not like we were blown out. Um, we just uh, fell short a little bit. We had guys playing on both sides of the ball in 2022 in the SEC. I mean, that's like that's like high school stuff. That's how depleted we were. And I thought they, you know, they played, like they said, with their balls out. So. Uh, congratulations to them guys and happy new year to you just a quick hello and uh, you have a great one frank was great to meet you my friend i appreciate you you're an absolute legend take care thank you bye yeah man thanks awesome stuff yeah again was able to meet frank at the tailgate and what a guy what a legend he is uh guys we're gonna go ahead and jump into our first break do not judge me i have not fixed the countdown video so the carolina alehouse stuff is still on there i will be getting that fixed today by the way before anybody says anything just let you know i know I know. Anyways, on that note, we're going to jump into our first break. But on the other side, I want to continue to hear from you more of your questions, your comments, your calls, and more. You're tuned in to the Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-337. That's 843-790-337. Some of my guy, P-Doc, what's going on? Appreciate you tuning in. Always good for a, <laughs> for a laugh or two. Um, let's see. Halo Master 96 on his shit today. What's going on? Again, 843-790-3377. phone lines are wide open. Also, guys, just to give you a quick update, in case you missed this on the podcast this morning, we are making some changes, some adjustments to the podcast release schedule. Okay, the podcast release schedule, of course, throughout the football season, and really the second half of 2022, the second half of the year, we went Monday, Wednesday, Friday. 
in regards to um, in regards to the podcast releasing, right? Of course, TDC Monday through Friday, noon to two, and you can catch TDC in podcast form. You can catch TDC in podcast form, uh, releasing every single day after the show at three o'clock on our podcast feed. Starting today and starting this week with football now in the rear view, we are transitioning into basketball and baseball, of course. The podcast will now release instead of Monday, Wednesday, Friday, that will release Monday and Thursday. And again, guys, the reasoning just simply being uh, efficiency and and flexibility and wanting to maximize those two things. And I really just feel like when you look at, uh, you know, what's going to be happening throughout both of those seasons, uh, it just felt like, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, maybe was a little bit much, especially when we're supplementing that with the Daily Crow noon to two every single day. So Monday, Thursday, and again, of course, uh, I leave myself open and available to change my mind. And uh, if I don't like it, we might go back. But I think throughout the rest of the – probably what we'll do the first half of the year, we'll go Monday, Thursday, the second half of the year. So basically when we pick back up on football content, which is the beginning of July, we'll go back to that Monday, Wednesday, Friday schedule, right? So just to let you all know, in case you're wondering, if you're looking for a podcast on Wednesday, you are not going to see it Monday Thursday is the um, is the podcast schedule moving forward. So I wanted to let you all know if you have any questions, please let me know. Uh, Halo Master 96 wants to know what in the world I was talking about. This is what Halo Master 96 had to say. Want to sincerely thank all of the punk USC players that opted out. Debo Samuel started this shit and everyone defended him. Who will defend these chumps now? Really? Really? You, you think that's a good take on your part, calling the guys who opted out chumps? Um, listen, it's, it's the reality of college football, my friend, the, the opt-outs and outs 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 and Okay. The Halo Master 96 hackers got after us, but again, Back to his comment, I, I talked about this at this time last week in regards to, you know, there are guys that have aspirations and dreams of playing in the NFL, and they are told, hey, you've got this workout on January the 3rd, January the 2nd, whatever date. You have to be 110% healthy. If you're not, so who do you blame? Do you blame the player? Do you blame the NFL? Do you blame these scouts? Do you blame these workouts? I mean, I don't love to see it. There's no college football fan out there that loves to see the opt-outs. But do you, are you re- you're really going to die on the hill of calling them chumps and quitters? And I mean, be my guest. You can do that. You can do that. But you sound like a dickhead. I mean, just straight up. You 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 just you sound like a slapdick. You you sound like a slapdick straight up. So hey, Notre Dame had guys opt out too. I mean, it's it's just part of the reality of college football. And if you don't like college football anymore, then I, I guess you don't have to watch it. I mean, I you know, I just, you know. But no, I said you were, I said you were, you were on some shit. So, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, and he's going off about it too. Halo Master 96. I'm glad, hey, I, I love the banter. Beauty's in the banter, my guy. I am ready to see Mark Kingston cook, Pete Off. I am ready to watch Mark Kingston cook. Absolutely. Absolutely I am. Uh, Tyler Noll says tampering is a real thing in college football with NIL opportunities. It's going to ruin the game. The NCAA might as well let these kids go pro after one year of college, just like basketball does. 
I mean, Tyler, I, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you that adjustments need to be made in, in regards to the NIL and the way it operates. So. Uh, let's see. Brandon says, I know it doesn't matter now, but if we would have drove down the field and got the touchdown at the end, do you go for two and get the dub? Absolutely. I I was literally thinking that when we got the balls. Like, we're going to go down, go for two, get the victory. I would have done that. Yeah. Why not? It's a bowl game. Why not? Buck Thomas, what would you classify the offense we've seen as the past three games? Similar to run and shoot, but the run is the end-around play action off the end-arounds. I think we use it a bit much, but I like it. I mean... Yeah, I mean, I, I uh, what would I classify the offense? Yeah, I mean, a little bit of run and shoot, I guess. I mean, I, I, I think, uh, dude, we just maximized our playmakers, bottom line, really. You know, I think it was a mix of some – I mean, kind of like Shane Beamer said, pro style, right? It was we, we did a bunch of different things. I think you saw some under center. We did some spread stuff as well. A lot of motions, a lot of reverses. Of course, we we love the screens. We we just we love those bubble screens. We love uh, and I but I, I think that was by design. Right? I think we knew we couldn't run the football. I, I think we were trying to use that as sort of an extended handoff. So, anyways, um, let's see. Halo Master ninety six. Happy New Year to you as well, my guy. I can tell you're in a great mood today. Uh, Luke RJ, my New Year's Eve was fantastic. I appreciate you asking. It was a good time. It was a good time. So, apparently there's rumors coming up now about Jordan Birch and his future and what he might do as well. Uh, and by the way, Halo Master 96, back to you, my guy. You're more than welcome to call in and explain this point. I'm just saying it's crazy. Like, are you really you're, – you're, you're still you're still butthurt about the Debo Samuel thing. Like, like Debo Samuel is worth 28 points in that bowl game. We lost 28 to nothing because Debo Samuel sat out. So, Halo Master 96, you've been in here trolling forever, my guy. I, I'm, I'm not – I mean, it, it, it is what it is, bro. I, I, if you don't like being called a slap dick, I think you picked the wrong place to go, my dude. So, it is what it is. Um, anyways, all right, let's jump to the phone lines here. Awesome. This might Six be him. Let's see. One. Yo, what's going on? How are you? How's it going, Chris? What's up? Happy New Year, brother. Happy New Year. What's going on? Uh, nothing much. Gamecock Will from around Easley. Gamecock Will from Easley, man. Uh, appreciate you calling in. Happy New Year to you. I appreciate it. Uh, first of all, I want to say congratulations to the Gamecocks this year. I think they've done a great job. I think Bamer done a great job. I think you've done a real good job in recruiting. But, uh, for the bowl game, Chris, I, I, I really think we're going out of juice. I think mm. we'd have had a little bit more players would have won that game. I mean, I just think we just – our defense just got wore out. I mean, we could have made it 27-10, 31-10. We had a chance. I think we'd have won the game. But mm. I, I don't think we had enough depth. Agree with that? Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. I, I think we uh... – you know, I think offensively, we had to outscore them. You know, we, we knew it was going to be a challenge defensively. You know, we we had struggled at full strength to stop the run. So, you know, I, I think we all knew going into that game with Aldrich Estime, their great running back, that it, it was going to be a, a, a really tough challenge. And I thought early on in the game, right, you you 
you put up a heck of a fight. But obviously, as the game wore on and, and your lack of depth just showed, and it's unfortunate. I, again, I know that, hey, if you want to be upset and disgruntled and, and mad at the guys that opted out, you can, you know, be my guest. But the bottom line is they opted out. So I don't really understand the point in kicking and screaming and fussing when it, that, that's not going to change anything that happened. And it's not going to change. Hey, it's not going to deter guys in the future from opting out. Just because you're on your YouTube account or you're on your Twitter with four followers because you're and you're pissed off, what is that going to do? What's that going to do? I, I don't know how you fix it. Do you, do you pay them to play in the bowl game? Does the does the bowl game itself need to compensate them? Like I, I don't know. You know, I, I don't know, and it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. And you play with the best you had, and it wasn't good enough. You just you didn't have enough depth. You didn't have enough depth. Bottom line. So well, I, I, I agree with you. you. Just you got wore out. You just got wore out. So. I was proud of Shane Bramer for what he said. You know, if you don't want to play, if you want to transfer or opt out, mm-hmm. get a look, Tick. We don't want you no more. I'm glad he said that because I think he made a statement. Yeah. No, I, if you I, don't want to be a game, yeah. he should play another game. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I was proud of Bramer on that. Yeah, I agree 110%. But, uh, I, I think it's – I just think it's a weird vibe, man, if you're, if you're entering the portal and you're making it very clear that I'm not going to be here next year. I don't want to be here. Like, why – why should you get to play in the bowl game? Right. You know, they just. But as far as, uh, you heard anything? I know you got the inside track more than us. But uh, you heard anything about what, where uh, Rattler and Wells is leaning? Because I think if Rattler comes back, Wells is going to come back. I mm-hmm. think well, if Rattler leaves, Wells is going to leave. That's how I feel about it. Well, I mean, Wells has so made I, it. You, yeah, Wells has made it very clear that he is waiting to see what Spencer Rattler does. I mean, unless he's just just saying that to say that, which I don't think is the case. Again, he's he's made it clear multiple times that yeah, I'm I'm waiting to see what my quarterback does. I you know I'll tell you, Will, I I don't have a feel on it one way or the other. I'm I'm not sure what they're thinking. I you know Spencer Rattler this morning posted something about Gamecock NIL and the Garnet Trust. Does that mean? You know, he's coming back. I think we're all trying to read between the lines with something like that. But I I, I don't know that there's really any any real indication of what he's going to do. So, I think it's just one of those things, man. we got to be patient and sit back and wait, and hopefully we get some good news very, very soon. Well, I'm proud of D.K. Joyner. I'm, I'm glad he's coming back. I think if Rowler don't come back, I want him as my quarterback. I mean, I love Doty mm-hmm. and everything, but – I just think Jordan will be a better quarterback than Doty. I just think he can run the ball. He's more athletic. I mean, we know what he can do. I just feel like if Rattler don't come back, I, you think Jordan should be a quarterback or, or you think he should give Doty a chance or play both of them or what? Gamecock will. I want whoever wins the starting job to be the quarterback. I don't have a preference. So, you know what? If, if And I know that's a cop-out answer. I understand it is. But my point being is this. If Shane Beamer and company, if if Spencer Rattler, let's say tomorrow, let's say today, he makes the announcement, I'm head of the NFL. If Shane Beamer and company look at the roster and they say, you know, because here's what they got to do first. Here's what they have to do first. They got to move to carry on Joyner to quarterback full time because he's a receiver. The carry on Joyner right now is a wide receiver. So if they make the decision, we're going to move him to quarterback. We're going to let all these guys compete for the job in spring ball throughout the summer, throughout fall camp, however long it takes. And if they come together as a coaching staff, if Dowell Loggins, they all come together and say, DeCarrion Joyner has won the starting job. He gives us the absolute best chance to win football games. 
then I say, let's get it. Dak 2023. If Luke Doty does that, if Lenora Sellers does that, Tanner Bailey, Braden Davis, bro, I don't have a preference. I just want to win. I don't care who it is. Again, I know that's a cop-out answer, but that's how I feel. So, yes, I think the carry-on joiner, every time he touches the football, good things happen. He started one game at quarterback at Carolina, and it was one of the most memorable games, probably the most memorable game of the Shane Beamer era. Or, again, one of the most memorable to this point, that Mayo Bowl. So, if Shane Beamer, if he comes out and says, we are fully confident, 110%, he gives us the best chance to win, we're rolling with the carry-on joiner, hey, I won't bat an eye. Cool. I'm game. I love it. I'll love having his athleticism at QB, and, and uh, you know, we'll see what he can do. But he's got to get moved to quarterback first. He's got to even be in the mix. You know, he, he's, 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 he's not even in the mix because he's a wide receiver. Like, he needs to be taking reps at QB if that's going to happen. I guess you're right about that. I got one more question. Uh, how many running backs do you think we need to get? And I think we need a power running back, too. I mean, I think we need another 225, 30-pound running back, along with maybe another running back or two. Do you agree with that? And I take it off there, and y'all have a good day. Gamecock will. I appreciate it. Shout out to Easley South Carolina. A lot of great Gamecocks here in the upstate. But, uh, you know, I, I definitely think we need to add two or three running backs, no doubt. You know, listen, I I, I got none but love for guys like a DJ Twitty or a Turbo Miller or a Nathan Harris Wainick, but, like, we, we need some, like, big-time SEC backs, right? And so Rocket Sanders would be a guy that fits that mold. I like Juju McDowell, but he's not a 20 to 25 carry guy. Christian Beal Smith's gone. Marshawn Lloyd's gone. Could Lavoisier Carroll factor in? You would hope so. You would hope so. But, uh, you know, Dontavious Braswell is a true freshman, the four-star. Could he factor in? You know, could to carry on Joiner move to running back? He could factor in. But yeah, I think we need to we need to pick up at, at minimum two more running backs. I think Rocket Sanders obviously will be a huge, huge, huge boost. So, um, and I see Halo Master going back and forth to Courtney talking about the NIL stuff. And let me get back to the original. Here we go. You put it in, in Halo Master ninety six. I will tell you this to to, to you. I was so itching to get out that first slap dick of 2023. So, you know what? It, it's nothing personal. I, 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 it, it was a little bit of a, it was a little bit of a selfish slap dick I threw out there. So, hey, and we all wear that slap dick badge at some point. I promise you throughout 2023, I'll be a slap dick a time or two or three or four. It'll happen. I promise. Uh, Halo Master 96 says you put a clause in the NIL that if they opt out, you owe a percentage back to the university. Well, Halo Master 96, here, here's, my, here's my rebuttal to that. Most of NIL is coming from, it's not coming from the school. So why would they owe the university a dime? Most of it is, is these are partnerships facilitated through different businesses. So, I mean, you know what I mean? Like why, but to your point, to your point, to your point, I will say this. The, the issue with NIL, and this is coming from the small business perspective, small business owner perspective, is that in no other walk of life or business do you have an exchanging of money or, uh, you know, a, a, a deal in place without some sort of, right, of source, some sort of contract where, hey, this is what I'm getting, this is what I'm giving. If you terminate this agreement early and it goes on both sides, this is what you owe me, this is what I owe you. And, and so you take care of everything up front. But Halo Master 96, you know as well as I do, there, there, are no, there are no contracts right now. There are no 
There is no, it's the wild, wild west. We're just throwing money around. You know, if you want to talk about things on the business side, we can. I mean, that, that to me, I mean, you think about it. What other walk of business do you not have written agreements? Do you not have contracts? Is it not a legitimate partnership? That's one of the reasons, and I'll just go ahead and say this, that's one of the reasons why I have not indulged in NIL quite as much as some others. Because how I operate in business, it needs to be a mutually beneficial partnership. I don't feel like NIL, I don't feel like NIL was meant to be a, a one-sided type of deal. I mean, listen, it's, it's great that we have an avenue to support these players. It, it's great, but... If you're a business out there and you're just funneling money to a player and they're giving you nothing back in return, is that NIL? Is that pay for play? That's pay for play. That's pay for play. That That's not NIL anymore. That's not the NIL that I thought it was going to be, at least. So, and I think the market will correct itself because you, you have to think at some point, right? You got to think at some point, business owners are going to get a little a little exhausted with just freely giving their money as a sunken cost, because that's what it is. It's a sunken cost at that point. Think about the folks over at Miami and Texas A&M that put all those funds into those recruiting classes and they're seeing guys at the portal. And guess what? To Halo Master's point, them guys ain't paying back a dime to them businesses because there were no written agreements. There were no contracts in place, right? You're not signing guys to four-year deals. You're just, you're just blindly giving them money. So there needs to be an agreement, I agree with you. There needs to be some sort of written agreement, a contract in place. If we're going to be exchanging funds, if money's going to be changing hands, I need to know what I'm getting. I need to know how long I'm getting it. And you'll also, in turn, know what you're getting. Just like any other form of business, any other partnership you execute on. So NIL's got a long way to go. It, it does. There's going to be a lot of evolution, I think. Now, when you're talking Garnet Trust, you're talking Carolina Rise, and that maybe is a little bit different. I'm just speaking from my perspective and my vantage point. But you're not going to owe the university anything because it's it's really not. I mean, most of the time, it's it's not the university. I feel like that these these deals are going. You know what I mean? But it'll correct itself. I I do think it'll course correct, and I think also those in charge that are much smarter than I am. Uh, you know, in much higher positions than I, they need to take action. They need to get out ahead of this. It just, you think about it, no other, no other walk of life, no other, you know, form of business do you just blindly roll out some new initiative and say, all right, we'll figure it out as we go. We got no plan. We got no regulations. We got no contracts. Just figure it out. When would you ever do that? When would you ever do that? Anyways, um, Let's see. Getting back into your questions, your comments, guys. Of course, phone lines open 843-790-3377. Jeff says, I saw someone suggested a move to carry on Joiner to running back. What do you think about that? I would like to see him use his Debo or in the Debo type role. I'd love to see it. I mean, why not? Again, again, I know it's a cop-out answer. Somebody talked or somebody said earlier, you know, miss me with the the coach speak bullshit. And, and I'm really not trying to be coach speak. But here's the thing. If you are someone I'm speaking to Luke RJ. I'm speaking to anybody else out there who, who is a DeCarrion Joiner stand. If you in your heart of hearts believe DeCarrion Joiner should be the starting quarterback in 2023 if Spencer Rattler leaves, okay? The first thing that has to happen, DeCarrion Joiner has to get moved 
to quarterback. Your battle is not with me. Your beef is not with me. Your beef is not with Gamecock fan or Gamecock entity or this. Your beef is with, with Shane Beamer. Your beef is with Dowell Loggins. If they keep him at wide receiver, that's who your beef is with. Your beef is not with me. I'm just going to go ahead and throw that out there. So, again, I, I am excited to see the carry-on joiner back in Garnet and Black. I am very pumped. And, again, in a, in a world in which we highlight when someone enters the transfer portal, we highlight when someone takes NIL. And I think those things are great things, and we should highlight those things because they matter. But with that being said, in a world in which we highlight those things, we should also take a moment to highlight when a guy – like the carry-on joiner, decides to use his final year and come back. And when a player like the carry-on joiner, when you have a player that has that level of commitment, that level of loyalty, again, it should be applauded. I mean, it should absolutely be applauded. The carry-on joiner is everything that's right with college football. He is. He's everything that's right about college football. He's, you know, when you talk about why you love college football and and things that make you like college football more than the pro game or any other game, it's because of players like Dak Joyner. It really is. It's because of players like DK that have this undying and relentless commitment and loyalty to their school. But if we're talking the football side of things, we want to transition. All right. Now, how does DK factor in the football side of things? It's a whole different combo. That's a whole different combo and, and one that I think could probably, it could probably carry us throughout the entire preseason. The carry-on joiner is the single most or one of the most polarizing players on this South Carolina roster. It absolute, he absolutely is. He absolutely is. And again, as I mentioned earlier, I just say he's back. He's back for his final year. How are you going to ensure that 2023 is his best season? How are they going to utilize it? Is it at quarterback? Is it at running back? Is it at receiver? God forbid they move him to defense. I don't think that would happen, but I'm just throwing out some options out there. And again, if you're someone that believes that Cabrion Joyner should be this team's starting quarterback if Spencer Rattler departs, well, guys, they've got to move him to quarterback first. They got to make him a full-time quarterback. That has to happen first. Because right now he's a wide receiver. That's how he's listed on the roster. That's how he's listed on the depth chart. I ain't never heard of a wide receiver being a team starting quarterback. Have you? Never heard of that. So he needs to move back to being quarterback. Will they? I, I don't know. I'll be very intrigued to see how Dowell Loggins and how this offensive staff, how they choose to utilize him this year. So, anyways, Luke RJ says Chris is getting fired up. Man, it's 2023, man. I'm excited. I'm excited. We should all be. Got a brand new year, man. 365 opportunities to get after it. We love that. Anyways, John Edward. Yeah, Keyshawn Nixon with a big uh, kickoff return for a touchdown. So. All right, let's jump to the phone lines here. Call from Luke RJ. Luke RJ, what's going on, my friend? Happy New Year to you. What's up? Hey, Happy New Year to you, man. 
get a little bit and just talk about uh, what you're saying. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that's been your argument the whole time is that he has to be a full-time QB to even – and the coaches have to decide that for him to be the starting QB, right? I mean, that's – that's, uh, I mean, it, it would. It would no arguing. Yeah, that. it would. It would be tough for me, Luke RJ, to envision a player winning the starting job at a position in which he does not even practice at full time. You know, right? <laughs> I mean, right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, about that, though, like I think on the flip side, like people who say that he should be the starting quarterback, I think he has the capability. 100% capability of playing in that role and doing a good job. So whether or not the coaches decide to do that is 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 kind of the things that people uh, push. You know, it's like they think he can be a full-time SEC starting QB and do well, right? Right. You know, just your thoughts on thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I mean, and I would say this, Luke RJ, to your point, if you're going to to counter that, I mean, we've seen the carry on Joiner start one game at QB, and up until the Tennessee game this past year, it was the best offensive performance by far we had seen in the Shane Beamer era. So, you know, listen, I I could point to different things. He's too small. He doesn't throw the ball well enough. He, I mean. You know, I could I could point to, to, to does he does he I think that's the biggest question. Does he throw it well enough on a week in week out basis to win in the SEC? I don't know, I, I, but you'll never know until he actually plays. I mean, you'll never know, you'll never know. So, but I think there's also reasons. There's many more reasons to believe why it could work, right? His athleticism and whenever he touches the football, man, we know he just makes plays. I, I, it's, it's there's some guys that when the lights cut on. And they get the ball in their hands. They're just they turn into a different human being. They turn into a different player, right? I mean, I don't know what type of practice player he is. I'm not saying he's not a good practice player, but some guys when them lights cut on, it's it's they get into a different zone. Maybe he's one of those guys. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, at the I'll end of the day, this. I'll say this. Yeah, go ahead. Well, the 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 thing that people see about Joiner is when he's back there in the pocket and he's running around and scrambling. You can see that he is literally trying to get the ball downfield to somebody. Mm-hmm. Like he is looking when he's moving around down there, scrambling. It's not always just, uh, you know, to run run with the football, but he also knows when to put his head down and get that first down when it's only three or four yards, or or is there some open space? So that I think that's what makes him special. Is if the plays, you know, aren't executed perfectly when things break down it's like backyard football he's going to find somebody back there moving around and that's what makes him special but to your point we'll never know at this level if he can do it if they don't put him at QB let him get all the reps and have a QB battle and then but then at the same time like if he doesn't win the battle does he go back to wide receiver so he can get on the field yeah, and you, you know this, obviously, Luke, RJ, because we've had this conversation a lot. Also, my, my point to you is this. Let's say that Spencer Rattler doesn't come back. And let's say they don't give they don't give Dak Joyner a chance to win 
the starting quarterback job. I mean, do you question – do you question – and I know you wouldn't because I know you. Beamer ball to the moon. <laughs> I know your expectations for Beamer ball in year three, whether Rattler comes back or not. Do you question Spencer Rattler and Dowell Loggins because they're not willing to give him an opportunity? Because that's that's the biggest thing, man. If you want to write off Will Muschamp being a slap dick, I, I listen, I, I won't debate you because I think he is a slap dick. But not only is he not the starting quarterback, he's not even a quarterback on the roster. Like, if if he gives us that much of a chance to win, if he's that good of a player and he's not even practicing at quarterback, that's a red flag. You know what I'm saying? Like, I – Yeah. But – and so – and obviously, I'm not questioning Shane Beamer. I'm just posing this point, right. though, like – where I fall on it is this. I, you know, I live my life this way. Control what you can control. So, you have to, like, the bare minimum is that we have coaches in place who are going to put the best possible 11 on the field. If you're not putting the best possible right. 11 on the field that give us the best chance to win, we have a whole set of issues that need to be dealt with, right, before we even worry about winning football right. games. So, like, I have to believe that Shane Beamer is capable of doing that, and if they felt like a certain player at the quarterback position would help us win more games, they'd put him there. And so that's why I say, though, and I know it's a cop-out answer, and it's coach speak, but, like, whoever they deem the best, hey, I'm not saying there won't be debate. I'm not saying we won't banter about it. I'm not saying we won't make content about it, but – if you can't even trust your head coach to start the best available player at quarterback, then 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 what are we doing? You know what I mean? Like like, do we have the right coach in yeah. place? I mean that's and and again, I'm just talking kind of hypothetically, if you will, because I know we have the right coach in place. Right. But you know, exactly. if 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 because if Rattler comes back, this is a moot point. It's it's just completely moot. Yeah. And, but I but I will say, right. and I said this all throughout the summer last year that. You know, he may not be an elite quarterback. He may not be an elite receiver or elite running back. But Dak Joyner's got a skill set. Every time he touches the ball, good things happen. I would love for them to continue to find creative ways to get in the ball. I think he's a fantastic, and I don't say this disrespectfully, I think he's a fantastic wildcat quarterback, you know, type, a gadget-type quarterback who can do a bunch of different things, keep a defense on their heels. He can change up the pace of a game, right? Give a defensive coordinator something else to think about. Like, I – there's a lot of value he provides to this football team. So, I'll be curious to see how yeah. Dowell Loggins so, and Shane Beamer utilize it this year. Well, so if Rather comes back, yeah, he, he probably won't play. But, you know, um, between Dodie and the rest of the QBs and Joyner, if he becomes even a full-time QB, uh, the question is, would he be more valuable to the young receivers because he can help with like the plays, he can help with the routes. Um, you know, it's it's just you know where where can he help other players on the team on the roster? Because you know, old guys like they help the young guys and with the plays and and you know leading the right way and stuff. Um, so you know, where is he going to get the most value? to help the team, yeah. maybe not on the field as much, but just as, like, you know, uh, in the locker room and stuff. But uh, so I wanted to get past that. Mm. I think we covered everything there is to say about that. Yeah. I had a question about the opt-outs in the bowl game mm-hmm. and, like, the depth. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, how many players did we really have out in the bowl game just on defense? Because we had Edmund and we had Pitkins yeah. on the D line, mm-hmm. and then Cam and then Rush. Right? Was it just four? And well, Devonnie Reed was also out at safety. Um, of course, we already knew R.J. R.J. Roderick had it out there. So, I mean, if you want to count him, you don't really have to. Um, yeah, I mean, outside of, outside of that, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. 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 Maybe, I don't know if we're missing one or not. I think it's right, but um, yeah, I mean, having having the the two DBs out probably hurt a little bit. I mean, we weren't we weren't at full strength, um, and it did seem like they got their running game going at the end of the the game, and we just we just uh, couldn't stop them. But my my point, I, I was thinking about this. It felt like maybe that they weren't running the ball earlier in the game is because they were behind so much. Yeah. So, I mean, I know I know we didn't have a lot of depth, like, you know, on defense, but those four players that were out, I don't know if that affected the end of the game. Mm-hmm. As I know we were outmanned a little bit, you know, not our, not our full roster, but those four or five players, I'm not sure – like the opt-out thing was that big of a deal. Maybe they were just running the ball be- late in the game because they had the lead and, you know, they were throwing earlier in the game because they were behind. Mm-hmm. No, I think yeah. I think certainly that, that – yeah, I think certainly that played a factor. I mean, I, I think that, uh, you know, we went right down the field and scored and that put a little more pressure on them to, to move the football. Maybe they got away from their game plan. But, uh, yeah, that – you know, that game, Luke, RJ, unfortunately, that game played – played out like a lot of games we've seen um over the last couple of years where just we just just get killed on the ground i mean it's just you know and i think you when you look back at the season there were a lot of successes this year there were i mean it was a great year but uh you know i I think there should be a lot of pressure on clayton white and that defense going into 2023 because that run defense was abysmal i mean it really was i mean bro you you finish a season giving up 200 yards per game on the ground that's bad that's one of the worst in college football so um, and that's why you recruited the defensive line so heavily, right? That this, 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 this recent signing class, that's why you recruited those guys. So, um, I mean, even at full strength, yeah. Luke Carche, to your point, we struggled to stop the run throughout the season. Like, this, this wasn't, this wasn't something yeah. that was, that was shocking, right? Like even at full strength, we didn't stop the run very well. So, um, I, I think deficiencies at linebacker just, you know, have killed us over the past couple of seasons. And, again, I think that's one of the reasons why you're recruiting it so hard. You're recruiting these elite edge guys. I mean, how many times did you see us lose contain in that game? Uh, too many. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's one of those things that the, the only way to fix it is in recruiting, and I think we're doing that. Yeah. I mean, I just – you know, I kind of hesitate when people say, like, the opt-outs cost us on defense. Like, I just don't know if that's exactly – True. Were we not at full strength? But it's like you said, you know, we struggled all year stopping the run. Hmm. I just don't know how much that really affected our depth. And that's like why we lost the game because people were opting out like four or five players. Like, come on. Yeah. That doesn't seem logical. Um, But, you know, it's like you said, we're we're recruiting the uh, the right players. Yeah. Um, I think maybe, do you think that we get like a linebacker in the portal? I mean, do we need help at linebacker for next year? 
And, I, uh, yeah, I mean, and I, these, these players that Beamer's are. No, yeah, I, I was just going to say that I, uh, you know, I, I don't know exactly who they're targeting in the portal, but yeah, listen, the more the merrier. If you can add some good players out of the portal and certainly the linebacker position, a position that's been a position of need, it feels like forever. Yeah, I think you take them. <laughs> I think you, t- I don't, I don't think there's any question. I think you take them. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, Beamer's recruiting the right guys. I, I hope to see a lot of those 2023 players play as true freshmen, maybe like a, you know, player like a DQ Smith or Nick Eman, you know, somebody like that step up and play as a true freshman. That's what we need. Mm-hmm. And because those players were good this year, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, I mean, that would be important to see that early, early, um, you know, just getting people on the field as early as possible. That that shows that they, they have the talent to, to play mm. right away. I mean, that's a that's a big deal, yeah. you know? Yeah. Indeed. Luke RJ, great stuff, yeah. man. Always a pleasure to chat with you. And uh, I, I know we will chat many, many more times throughout this 2023 calendar year, my guy. I appreciate you as always. Absolutely, Chris. Beamer ball to the moon. To the moon, indeed. Take care, my guy. All right, later. Great stuff. Luke RJ, always a fantastic conversation with him. Guys, we're going to jump into a quick break. On the other side, I want to continue to hear from you. More of your questions, comments, calls, and more. You're tuned in to the Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. Again, guys, thank you all so much for tuning in. The first Daily Crow of the 2023 calendar year. Feels great to chat with you all once again. We had a question here earlier from Jeff Gulledge. Who's our current defensive line coach? That would be Jimmy Lindsay, my guy, Jimmy Lindsay. So, Jimmy Lindsay, the defensive line coach, he and Clayton White certainly will have the task going into next season fixing the South Carolina rushing defense. Let's see. Um... I can tell you right now where South Carolina ranks. <clears throat> Georgia ranks number, excuse me, James Madison, excuse me, ranks number one in the country in rush defense. 79.5 yards per game. Georgia, number two, 80 yards per game is what the dogs average giving up. South Carolina, 117th in college football. 198 yards per game. While all eyes are on Spencer Rattler, Antoine Wells, right? What they're going to do, what the offense is going to look like under first-year OC, Dabble Loggins. Until South Carolina can stop the run consistently, you're not going to reach your full potential. Again, 117th in the country in stopping the run. 198 yards per game. I understand what you're doing in recruiting. I understand why Shane Beamer and company have put such an emphasis on getting elite-level players on the defensive front because you're not going to win many games giving up 198 yards per game on the ground. It's, it's just not going to happen. So fixing that, there will be a lot of pressure on Jimmy Lindsay and Clayton White going into the 2023 season. And deservedly so, by the way. Deservedly so. Because we love to talk offense – I know my guy Travi. I know he's probably, uh, I know he's probably feeling this combo because my guy Travi loves to talk run defense. But I mean, it, it's it's guys, you're just you're not going to have a whole lot of success. You, you have to stop the run. There's no excuse. There's no excuse that you can look at and say, well, I mean, this is why we didn't stop the run. Or this. 
you got to get better all the way, all, all around. It's a line of scrimmage league. You know, I mean, it's 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 really it's really impressive that you won eight games, not stopping the run any better than you did. Like truly, it's impressive. So, you know, that, that's that's an adjustment they will have to make. That's an adjustment they will have to make. Jeff Gulledge said, I know Kelsey, Kelsey Quarles would really like to have Lawing back as D-line coach. Jeff, I, I know Coach Lawing, and I'll probably get in touch with Coach Lawing and see if we can see if we can set up another conversation with Coach. But nah, Coach Lawing's retired, guys. He's he's Coach Lawing is done done. He he is he is uh good and retired. You know, he he doesn't want to deal with the recruiting side of things anymore, which I don't blame him. But uh yeah, so. No, Coach Lowing's done. And, and listen, Coach Lowing, dude, Coach Lowing worked in college football for a long, long time. <laughs> a long time, right? A very long time. So, yeah, he, he has deserved to enjoy his retirement. I'll just say that. Anyways, guys, 843-790-337. In case you missed it, uh, the big news in regards to the podcast, guys, some content updates uh, football season is officially in the rear view. The 2023 calendar year has officially begun. With that being said, as we start the new year, the podcast, which was on a Monday, Wednesday, Friday release schedule, will now change. It will now be released on Monday and Thursday, just two shows per week instead of three. And again, I already mentioned this before, but the reason I'm doing that, you know, with football in the rear view and basketball and baseball, even when those two sports overlap, it really just it really just does not call for three shows per week. Uh, and as I evolve as an entrepreneur, you know, efficiency and flexibility are my top two priorities at this point entering 2023. Um, you know, I just felt like if we're going to be as efficient as possible, having three shows per week is overkill, especially when you have the Daily Crow supplementing as well and serving as this two-hour window for us to create content, talk basketball, talk baseball, talk everything in between. So from now on, I would probably say for the first half of the calendar year, probably say the first half of the year, uh, we will operate on a Monday-Thursday podcast release schedule. If you have any questions, let me know. TDC will continue to run noon to two, Monday through Friday, as normal, and again, I appreciate you guys' love and understanding and just rolling with the punches. Of course, I give myself the freedom to change my mind in case I don't like it, but I, I think it's going to work out well. You can expect on Mondays we're going to have our full weekend recap, right? We're talking basketball. We're talking series recap for baseball. We're talking whatever happened with football. And then on Thursday, it'll be a jam-packed show as well because we'll be able to talk about you know, what happened in basketball on Tuesday, what happened in the midweek baseball game Tuesday or Wednesday, while also looking ahead to the weekend, giving previews, stuff like that. Really, guys, I just, you know, I, I I love dropping the show and 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 you know recording the podcast, of course. But you know, it just I just thought about it and I was like, recording Tuesday nights after a game, recording a podcast at like eleven o'clock or something like that after basketball finishes or baseball, it just kind of felt like again overkill. It really did. So, anyways, that is the reason. If you have any more questions, just let me know. But Monday, Thursday is when you can catch the podcast. And TDC drops every day on that same podcast feed in podcast form 
at 3 o'clock. So you're not missing out on anything, guys. I, I, the, the content's going to continue to bleed out the eyeballs. It's just how I operate. It's just how I roll. And um, really excited to keep getting after it in 2023. Again, would love to hear from you all. 843-790-3377. That is 843-790-3377. Really excited, guys. Really excited. I actually have not sat down yet and uh, written out my goals and even looked back at 2022. I've been slacking a little bit. You know, we were in Jacksonville, got back in town, did the whole New Year's Eve thing, and then kind of just had a normal Sunday yesterday just sort of getting after it and getting prepared for the week. But that is something I will sit down and I will do this week, taking a moment to – reflect even more so of course we, we crunched some numbers on new year's eve and it was um it was really awesome it, it was really awesome man it, it's just every next year becomes our best year and i know that, that that may sound corny to some but it's just true every next year becomes our best year and i look back at 2022 and i mean talking business talking personally i'm in a year of true growth and development and evolution, an evolution that was necessary for me to continue to reach for and to achieve my, my full potential and to truly live out my, my dharma and my calling and my purpose uh, for why I was put on this earth to begin with. So just an incredible year, so many successes, more than I think we could even name or count, and, and so many things happened in 2022 that, you know, when I started this journey – and this month, six years ago, this month, when I started this journey, um, I could have never even imagined. I could have never even envisioned some of the things that that uh, that occurred. So, again, thank you all so much for making 2022 such a massive success. I truly mean it from the bottom of my heart. I mean, it, it is something when you when you really take a moment to stop and, and, and look at everything. I mean, it, it's 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 just a blast. man. It's just it's incredible. I mean, it's incredible. It's beyond what we've been able to accomplish and achieve and you all I really do I can't say it enough I can't tell you I, I'll never I you know I, I came into 2023 the same way I left 2022 and that's being grateful and, and that's leading with gratitude and perspective and I'm I, I it's something I never want to lose I only want that fire to continue to burn brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter so I appreciate y'all so much John Gibbs said hey I love everything you do TDC is the best Keep that at two hours and five days a week. You cover so much during TDC anyways. Yeah, John, to your point, again, I, I appreciate you, John. You're the man. Um, you know, most shows out there, if they were doing something like TDC or doing a daily live show, they would not even have a podcast. But you guys know I don't, I don't like to operate that way because the, the TDC and the podcast, they are two different things, right? This is for you guys. This is kind of random, off the wall. It can be anything. It can go from Gamecocks to personal to whatever. You know what I mean? And you guys control the direction of this show. You really do. I mean, I hope you guys understand that, like, what you comment, what you call in and you want to bring up. You know, if there's something you want to hear me discuss specifically, you control the rants here. I mean, you really do. So, and that's the beauty of this show is the, the open-ended banter that this show provides. The podcast more so, of course, guys, is a little bit more structured. You know, I'm able to get to certain points and, and uh, things I want to discuss and preview games and, uh, do all that uninterrupted. So it's a little bit different, right? It's a different dynamic, different vibe. I'll, I'll, I don't, you know, never say never, but, you know, I don't think I'm at a place, I know at least right now, where I want to, you know, get rid of the podcast side of things and and just specifically make 
the audio version of our content, TDC. I mean, I could do that for sure. I don't think anybody would even bat an eye. But um, I like having the podcast as a separate entity because that's how I view it. I think it's completely different. So, uh, again, John, I appreciate you. I appreciate everybody, your love and support. And I know you guys rock with us. And, you know, I I, I, I make sure, you know, I, because I, I really do care about you guys' feedback. But I know I probably tell you guys so many things where you're like, Chris, we're, we're going to watch. We're going to consume either way. Like, you don't have to explain to us. But, uh, no, nah, I, uh, you know, I just – I like keeping you guys in the know. And, um, you know, I was explaining this to to Miss TSUS on the ride down to Jacksonville of why the business is we. You know, it's not I, it's we. Because I really do feel like, I mean, you talk about a guy like Lance, you talk about others who have seen this journey from the jump. And again, guys, this month, this month is six years ago, right? The month of January, six years ago this month, I started creating content in some form or fashion around the Gamecocks, right? I'll never forget the first article I wrote. It was uh, Hamza Flips, Jemias Sticks. And it was an article about recruiting uh, Hamza Nazardine or whatever his name was that went to Florida State, right? He flipped to FSU. And then we got Jemias Williams, which was a huge, huge signing and a huge pickup at that time. And so, you know, from there, the, the rest is sort of history, if you will. But, uh you know, it's it's crazy. It's crazy to look back and and uh, you know, I I really try to keep that attitude, that day one mindset. Like I, I really believe in a day one mindset. And this was actually something I heard Terry Crews say. Yes, the actor Terry Crews, the white chicks actor Terry Crews, but I've actually got his book and I listened to him on a podcast and he talks about just keeping the day one mindset, right? You never allow the ego to take over and and, and allow yourself to get to get comfortable and not, not in a negative way. Right. Because I think it's important to celebrate victories, big and small and, and, and enjoy the fruits of your labor. That's something I'm going to push myself to do even more in 2023, because, you know, I've been in this hustler mindset ever since 2017. Um, and I continue to be in a hustler mindset, but I also want to take time to, again, take advantage of flexibility and take advantage of being able to be efficient and do different things and go different places. But you know, when you have that day one mindset, you never allow the ego to take over. You, you never allow yourself to get overly comfortable and rest on your laurels. And, and uh, you know, and I, and, I, and I like to keep the day one mindset what I do in business because I think back to six years ago this month to just writing that article or just putting out a tweet and, and the joy and the happiness that that brought me that I was like, you know what? I don't care if this benefits one person positively, I have one. I have one. I, I, I have one. Right. And I'm able to voice my opinion about my favorite team, even if nobody reads it. That brings me joy and happiness that I am able to get my creative juices flowing and put value out in the universe. And, you know, going into this year now, 2023, and everything we've accomplished and where we sit, that day one mindset, that's an attitude that I try to keep uh, a part of my, my existence, my being, my present moment is that of again, relentless gratitude and relentless perspective and, you know, never forgetting uh, where we started and where we've come from and, you know, using that only as fuel to the fire for where we are going. So, guys, that being said, we're going to jump into one more break. On the other side, I want to continue to hear from you more of your questions, your comments, your calls, and more. You're tuned in to the Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. 
Tylenol brings up your good buddy Brad Crawford has tweeted that his draft guys have said Spence is an early day two pick um, that will pay him 1.3 mil a year. If that's the case, it's hard to imagine he's back next year. And guys, I don't think Brad would mind me saying this, that I just texted him about that and said I was surprised that that's where he would be projected to be picked. He says, same, I'm no longer expecting him to return after hearing that. So, um, I know there were some people out there that said that, you know, maybe he's going to be an undrafted free agent. Apparently, the people that Brad Crawford have talked to, and again, just looking at what uh, Brad has put on Twitter, I, apparently those last three games have done really, really good things for Spencer Rattler's draft stock. And, uh, you know, so I guess now his his future is in question. Um Brad pointing out that a third-round pick last season, quarterback Malik Willis signed a four-year, $5.1 million contract, average annual salary of $1.3 million. Um, Brad said he's spoken with three NFL scouting types since the Gator Bowl and all have said day two pick. So a second or third-round pick. So, you know, it, it, listen, if that's the case, if that's the case, then I, you know, if he can go be a second or third round pick, I listen, I, I wouldn't blame him. I, I wouldn't blame him at all. Um, Luke RJ says, do you want to comment on the early prediction for the 2023 football season? Is it an automatic seven or eight wins for sure, no matter what, because of Beamer ball? Um, you know, I to say anything's automatic, Luke RJ, you know, I, I, I won't say like that's what I'm locking myself in in regards to like I'm picking us to win this. But I think in regards to expectations, I mean, certainly, you know, I think people are going to be understanding and they're not going to expect you to go 10-2 and two or 11-1 and one if Rattler and, and, and Wells do leave. But, uh, you know, certainly the expectations don't fall back to, well, you know, let's just, you know, if we go 5-7, and seven, it's okay. Like, it's, it's never okay to miss a bowl game at the University of South Carolina. I don't, I don't care who you've got. I don't care who leaves. Any of that. You, you should be good enough with the resources you have and the talent you have to win at minimum six games. So, I, I think the expectations change to, you know, get to a bowl game. Seven and five would be a good year. Eight and four would be an astounding good year. Um, you know, I, I don't think you'll have any of those crazy nine and three or ten and two or, God forbid, better projections if, if Rattler does indeed leave. Just because, guys, I mean, it's, it, it does not bode well when you look at – I mean, you look just off the jump, guys. You take on UNC week one. That's already going to be a challenge for your defense on the guys you're replacing in the secondary. Then you factor in, you know, you're going to have a quarterback. Who knows who the QB is going to be, right? If, if you're not firing on all cylinders week one, hell, you might lose in North Carolina. So, you know, it, it's, I, I, you know it's, it's a gauntlet, the first six, seven games. It really is a gauntlet. Um, you know, we'll see. But, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not putting out any sort of 2023 predictions until I find out what Rattler and Wells are doing. So, but, you know, I, I would not blame I, – I wouldn't blame Rattler at all if he took it. I, I wouldn't blame if he took, you know, a second or third round if, if he does that. I mean, guys, let's not forget, by the way, the positives of this is that Spencer Rattler will be the first Gamecocks quarterback drafted since the 1990 NFL draft when Todd Ellis was selected. So – you know, it'd be a big deal in regards to recruiting that quarterback position at the University of South Carolina. I know we've already done a great job of recruiting it with Lenora Sellers being the latest to jump on. And, um, yeah, so. Tyler Noll said, I saw on a message board that Wells is back regardless because he's confident in the quarterback room and what we're bringing in offensively. I mean, Tyler, I hope to see that. 
I'd, I'd, I'd love to see that. I think that would be great. Yeah, absolutely. So maybe Wells, maybe Wells makes his decision to come back no matter what, but it just seems like Wells has said so many times, right, that I'm waiting on my quarterback. I want to see what my quarterback does. And he's, he's been very open and honest about, you know, if he, if he, what his decision is, is going to impact my decision. He didn't say it would make his decision, but he said it would impact his decision. So we shall see. We shall see. Um, anyways. Guys, appreciate you all tuning in. An electric first TDC of the 2023 calendar year. I thank you all so much. I'm appreciative. I'm grateful for each and every single one of you. Of course, TDC rocking is normal this week, noon to two. By the way, by the way, this is a great time to join the Big Cock Club because, and you're wondering, like, why is this a better time than any other? Because here's the thing. As you all know, of course, I don't live in Columbia. So I'm not going to be at every single basketball game anymore, right? So what that means is, though, and what's exciting about this is I'm planning on every single basketball game, men's basketball game, as well as the majority of the baseball games. And I'll say majority of basketball because I can't promise I'll watch every single one of them in the year. In the year. But we watch games in the Big Cock Club Discord. The Big Cock Club Hangout. We do that, right? We interact with each other. We watch the games. We have a good time. We will be doing that tomorrow night. We'll be doing that this weekend. We'll be doing that for practically every single basketball game. So join the Big Cock Club today, patreon.com slash Big Cock Club. You can get access to the Discord. You can watch the games live along with us as we commentate on it, talk about it, shoot the shit, what have you. It's a really good time. Anyways. Uh, join the Big Cock Club. Again, appreciate you guys tuning in. Thank you all so much. Again, TDC rocking as normal, noon to two, Monday through Friday podcast. In case you missed it, Monday, Thursday is now the podcast release schedule. Monday, Thursday. That's when you can check out the podcast. And, of course, check out TDC if you miss anything. It, it will drop at 3 o'clock on our podcast feed in the audio version, I think. So, again, appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much. Have a great rest of the your Monday. Happy New Year to you all, and we will talk to you all tomorrow.